How to make anchoring work for you during a negotiation. During a negotiation, sometimes something amazing happens. When one side presents a number to the other side, that side can all of a sudden end up irrationally fixating on the first number that was put forth on the bargaining table. This number is called the anchor. The other side, or us, can become fixated with it no matter how outlandish it may be. Even when we know that the anchor has limited relevance, we can sometimes fail to sufficiently adjust our judgments away from it. This is an example of the anchoring effect in negotiations. Negotiators can use anchoring to reduce risk in a negotiation. The power of anchoring. In order to understand how best to go about using anchors during the course of a negotiation, one must first take, a, take the time to understand what a ZOPA, the zone of possible agreement, at the bargaining table is. During a negotiation, you're going to want to spend some time trying to determine what the ZOPA is while at the same time trying to influence the other side's perception of the ZOPA. Doing your homework before the negotiations begin will allow you to narrow down just exactly what it is. However, you'll eventually have to wait until the negotiations start in order to learn what the ZOPA truly is. One of the things that many new negotiators ask about is if no matter what negotiation styles or negotiating techniques they're using, is it a good idea to make the first offer in a negotiation or should they sit back and wait for the other side to do so? It turns out that there's a number of reasons why it's generally a good idea for you to be the one who makes the first offer. Since you're going to have to wait until the negotiations start in order to determine what the ZOPA is, you're going to find that you're vulnerable to being anchored by the other side. <laughs> Therefore, anchoring first in price-oriented negotiations can be both a good offense and a good defense. Making a first offer is definitely something that you want to do. However, you're going to have to be careful when you go about doing this. The issue that you're going to have to deal with is determining just how aggressive you want to be when you make your first initial offer to the other side. When presenting an overly aggressive offer, you risk derailing the negotiations if it causes the other side to question your credibility or to wonder whether or not a negotiated agreement is even possible. You're going to have to tread lightly here. Reduce risk using anchors. Risk is a part of every negotiation. As negotiators, we always need to be looking for ways that we can lower the risk that we're facing. We need to remember that it's hard to know how the other side will view your offer. They may see it as being absurd. Anchoring with a relatively inflexible, extreme offer increases the probability of reaching a stalemate. Anchoring instead with a flexible but extreme offer gives you a lower risk opportunity to favorably shape the other side's perception of the ZOPA. The most effective anchors that we can use further reduce risk because rather than placing firm offers on the bargaining table, they merely introduce relevant numbers. Someone who is applying for a job may state his belief that the people with his qualifications 
tend to be paid between $75,000 and $85,000 annually. Or he might mention that a former colleague just received an offer of $87,000. This assertion is not an offer. It's an anchor that affects the other side's perception of what the Zopa is. Something else that a negotiator can do is to anchor by citing apparently compatible negotiated agreements as precedent. Another approach is to mention proposals made by more extreme elements of one's constituary. A potential customer might tell a salesperson that while he loves the product, his purchasing department is undoubtedly going to demand price cuts of 10% or more. Such statements can have an anchoring effect without requiring you to make an extreme offer that would jeopardize the talks. As these, as these negotiation examples have shown, sometimes revealing one's hand is the quickest route to creating value at the bargaining table. What all of this means for you. One of the most powerful negotiating tactics that we have available to us is called anchoring. Anchoring occurs when one side presents an initial value to the other side. This value can be outlandish, but no matter what, the value will then define the rest of the discussions and will serve as an anchor for all future offers. Anchoring is something that we can use to reduce the amount of risk that there is in a principled negotiation. In order to use anchoring during a negotiation, you're going to have to first determine what this negotiation ZOPA, the Zone of Possible Agreement, is. The negotiations will have to start before you can truly determine what the ZOPA is. You're not going to want to wait. You're going to want to be the one who makes the first offer so that you can anchor the negotiations. When you're making the first offer, you'll need to be careful to make sure that you're not too aggressive. If you are, then you run the risk of making the other side wonder if a deal is even possible. This means that you're going to want to anchor the negotiations with a flexible but extreme offer. One way that you can anchor is by merely introducing relevant numbers. You can also cite apparently compatible negotiated agreements as precedents. The goal of any negotiation is to be able to reach a deal with the other side. In order to make this happen, you need them to agree to a deal that you can live with. By making the first offer and anchoring the discussion around a value that works well for you, you improve your chances of being able to walk away with a deal that meets your needs. In your next negotiation, use an anchor to get the deal that you want. 